1: And we welcome back for our grand final edition, Mark, Gaia. what's going on, buddy?
2: Hi, Lewis, hi Brock, how are you, boys? Oh, very good, mate, very good. Very sick, but very good. It's an exciting time of the year, boys. I know you boys have just uh, celebrated back-to-back with the uh, Brothers Grade, and uh, congratulations on that. It's uh, a big accomplishment. And.
3: I believe he's had a nice little trip up the Gold Coast for
1: a few days and now back into it, eh? Mm, yeah. Reality
2: is hit, son. Huh? Reality, Reality hits it.
1: with a bang! <laughs> <laughs> Three weeks of heavy drinking, I need to harvest somebody for their organs. I need replacements left, right, and centre they're all stuck. <laughs> 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 oh, that's what winning's about, boys. You get the, uh, the fruits of your labour and now you can kick back and enjoy a big one on Sunday. Mm, we certainly do. MJ joins us today for our normal structure, which is the Fast Five, a highlight, low light, uh, best or worst team or player. And we've also got any questions that were coming out of last round, but what was your highlight from uh, the two finals games, MJ?
2: Oh, jeez, where do you start? I suppose um, the Panthers were, weren't really in the race uh, from the kick-off. You know, there was a, um, you know, obviously my heart and head, both so thought the Panthers would get them. Uh, the dogs but proved are too big, too strong on the day, but um, the Friday night game, I, I think with the uh, the Roosters going out to a 12-point lead, and then all of a sudden, um, Maguire's introduction of Ben Teo into the game was probably my highlight of the round. He he came on, and got the penalty away with his first uh, his first involvement in the game, and basically didn't look back from then. He was he was the man on the field. He yeah, he was in everything. Um, you know, I know that um, the flashy boys uh, you know get the man of matches all the time, and. Uh, Dylan Walker and Inglis and, and Sam Burgess all probably had better overall games than him um, but as far as uh, impact play goes, I, I think Tia's impact in the semi-final in the prelim final was uh, one of the best I've seen for a while. 100% agree with that. Brock, what's your highlight?
3: Just see us under under a bit of pressure, they were down 12-0 um, to produce the medal, they've lost back-to-back preliminary finals uh, to sort of Play their best footy when the pressure was on. That was probably my whole lot of the weekend.
1: Yeah, well, I'd have to uh, probably agree with that. I enjoyed the tight 20s fixtures as well. But lower lights onto them, I'll kick us off there. Uh, the Queensland Cup and New South Wales Cup Finals, are both ordinary. Mm. I was expecting better contests, but uh, the Northern Pride wiped the floor with these Tigers. And uh, obviously the New South Wales Cup, the Penny Panthers, 48-12 over Newcastle.
3: I've got a couple this week. I've got Josh Reynolds. Did you see this, MG? Josh Reynolds was knee to Matt right. Robinson's head.
2: Yeah, it's been... I of
3: die, one, but um, one. Everyone's, everyone's seen it except for the uh, review
2: committee. Mm. So it was funny about that. Funny though,
3: how man. things like that happen. We, uh, we sort of sparked it up on uh, Twitter a couple of days ago, and uh, to- a lot of people were into Todd Greenberg about it, but uh, there wasn't much response from the NRL. But my other one is the Dallium Award. Yeah. Not. Yep. Mate, that was Russell Crowe reading the votes, plugging his movie, uh, movie and making it all about South. So I think... Des Hasler and the Bulldogs would have been rubbing their hands together. You know, just thinking, we're fine under the radar here, just give us more motivation to go out and bash yeah. you, Alex, on, on Sunday. Because, yeah, you know, Olympians presenting awards, I just, it was Mickey Mouse, the Daly M's, I'm sorry. Um, I, I don't know, I, I thought the the one highlight of the night was when um, Arthur Summons presented the award to Jonathan Thurston. You could see how <laughs> taken aback uh, Thurston was about something that Summons had to say to him. and I, I don't understand why we had Olympians there presenting um, rugby league players with awards. You know, the, the reverse would be, would you see rugby league players presenting awards to Olympians at Olympic night? Uh, of course you wouldn't. <laughs> no, he's he's your award boys? Yeah, I just don't get it. I, you know, it's, an, it's no, rugby I think league's not like, or night. For the girls now, I, think. I think it's like the Brownlow, like, it's the chance for the girls to dress up. And,
2: you know, I think, you know, it's... These men—they get bagged by the social media, so it's, it's one of them nights where they can't win, they can't lose, I suppose. And mm. uh, but my, my low light of the round was definitely the suspension of by Isaac Luke. It's yeah. uh, you know you, obviously in today's uh, system, he's he was guilty of uh, um, a great one, but the fact that you miss a, a game like a grand final with uh, duty carryover points—I um, I can't get my head around that. You
3: could, I, um, I actually don't think 20, it is.
2: 30 years of footy, and then you get to the, the pinnacle, and you. Um, something he did 10 rounds, you know, in this case it was only a few rounds ago, but it could have been something he'd done 10 rounds ago, it could have affected his um, performance or fe- affected his, his carryovers. And I just, Ask Cameron I, don't Smith. Get it. I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. I think it's got to be reviewed, um, and we've got to bring in some, a bit like driver's license when you do something. We well, haven't done something wrong for 12 months they so give you a couple of points back <coughs> maybe there's something similar we can do in the in the judiciary where if you go you know, six to eight weeks without doing anything wrong maybe you get um, some points back or in 12, 12 weeks you get some more points back but you know, it's just, um, it just seems to be a harsh penalty to, to lose the opportunity to play in the best the most important game of your life,
3: um, due to a few points. Well, I'm not going to go into technicalities of it, but plain and simply for me, I've, I'm dumbfounded how he got charged because Sonny Bill Williams maintained a leg on the on the ground until the last sort of, you know, millisecond or nanosecond of the tackle. He landed on his elbow. I thought he rolled over. I didn't think there was anything dangerous about the tackle at all. I think it was exacerbated by the flick of the legs. Um, you know, Luke. Luke did lift. I, you know, did he drive? And I don't think he drived. He's a little man on a big man. Uh, there's, there's several. You know, things you have to take into account. Uh, I think it's absolute overkill. Uh, and I think it was Ben Teo in the tackle with him. Ben Teo was pulling Sonny Bill Williams down as well. So there were several factors that they didn't take into account. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall uh, last night because I, I couldn't have had enough money on him to get cleared. I, I, I still, I'm still dumbfounded he got charged. When you look at you know, like a Josh Reynolds tackle on Brent Tate in origin where he picked him up and basically dropped him on his head and he got let off. He just threw him. I, I just yeah. don't understand it, mate. I, you know, and then you look at Josh Jackson um, not getting out. off last week. You look at Tony Williams knocked Aiden Caesar out in round 26 and nothing happened. Uh, Dylan Narpa does a little, you know, a little nudge and gets three weeks. I just... Yeah, I'm scratching my well, head. It's,
2: it's all about consistency. It's about being consistent. And that's, everyone keeps saying, why, why, why are we losing crowd numbers? Why are people watching games? Well, because it's a lottery. Every time you watch a game of rugby league these days, you don't know what the outcome is going to be. Well, either in the scoreline, that's, that's a good thing. But as far as penalties go, um, yeah. having two refs confuse the matters, and then... As far as suspicion goes, you know the interpretations vary from week to week, and that's why people get disillusioned. They don't know whether they're after or after when it comes to some decisions. And some of the ones you just wrote off then—that's only
0: you know Scratch a quarter surface. of yeah. the
2: ones in the last six weeks. It's, it's been a, a twelve t- months of frustration, and it's shown with the uh, the attendance to both games and on TV.
3: Well, what creeps me as well is the spade is a spade. If, if if I you know speed down the road and I'm doing 100Ks. I get fined for whatever the offence is. If I do that again in three weeks' time, I don't, I don't get charged any more or any less. It's still That's the true. same offence. Yeah, just carry out a point, stuff. Men. It's its a crock, mate. It's an absolute crock.
2: <laughs> but you know, being a rugby league man, you know when there's a tackle that goes awry. You know straight yeah. Australia you go, ooh, ah, no, no, no. Well, that didn't happen with Isaac Wick. Um <laughs> and, and, you know, I'm... I've every time someone gets lifted after Poylex McKinnon's injury, and, and I want them I want the game to stamp it out. And they have done a good job in stamping out the, the lifting tackle. But as far as this, this one goes, look, I, I, I've been in two grand finals, or won one lost one, and I, I really believe they're worth at least 10 competition games. If someone said to me, if I got suspended, say, the week before the grand final, and someone said to me my club, OK, you can play in this grand final, but you miss the first 10 games of next season, I'd, I'd take that. Yeah. I'd, every day of the week, because it's, it's what we play for. Um, you know, there's some people saying there's a bit of karma coming back that you know haunt Isaac Luke on his cannonball tackles and stuff like that. And um, but but no player deserves you know Cameron Smith a couple of years. or oh, I think it was Cameron Smith. And yeah, it was. Yeah. Before that, we've had Rickardson and Lomax. and so these, this is the first one that's happened in, in social media times. And, and I must say that social media has been fifty fifty on it.
1: Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. Our best of the round, I think we could probably all agree that Souths were the you know, probably the most dominant side out of the four teams that played on the weekend.
3: Well I had Burgess as yeah, my best gone. player.
1: Yeah, he had a very good game.
3: Oh yeah, I'll say the daily M, like, I don't understand why finals aren't taken into account. I'm sorry. Like I mean if someone you look at someone like Sam Burgess, he's gonna have an influence and could possibly win South the Comp this weekend. I think the best player in the competition should be you know, decided after the grand final. Yeah, I think
1: the inconsistency they go for, obviously, is that people don't poll votes and you could be the best player all year and then somehow get jagged because some bloke grabs, you know, 10 points in the last four games that he yeah. gets place to place for the Or maybe get, so.
3: give you an average or something. I don't know, but... Uh, well, that's, I, a, that's
2: a, uh, The positional um, awards on the Daly and they, uh, He's years gone by, for they went on, on your tally. So if you were... Yeah, yeah Ben like, Hunt, you, you, you polled the highest. But he's like someone like those Scott, who mine was Newcastle's best this year, but only, only polled nine nine or so points. Um, he was second round of the year, and someone, um, like a coordinator, got 16 points. And I, yeah. I, 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 that's how I thought
3: they'd pick the team of the year, but they yeah. obviously they don't. They go behind closed doors, and they have a panel of a few people who pick it. So. Mm. Ben Hunt had so, 28, and Cherry Evans had 23 for halfback of the year. There you so. go.
2: Yeah. There you go,
3: yeah. Alrighty. He just re-signed
2: uh, yes. it, uh, today as well, so that's a good sign for the... Uh, the Broncos, there was talk that uh, Wayne Bennett didn't have any plans, but obviously he does because he extended his deal by a few years. Mm. Yeah, they're talking three
1: years, about $1.2 million, so not uh, too bad of a deal for a bloke who had to wait four years. But uh, I suppose yeah. we jump on to the real deal this weekend. We have the grand final. It is the Bulldogs versus Souths. I'm pretty sure that most of us before the final started thought Souths and Roosters are probably the two big guns, Manly uh, before they flattened out and Cowboys the dark horse. But if you ever told me that the Bulldogs were going to make it, to the grand final, I would have laughed at you. I thought they were cannon for a first
2: week. Well, oh, 31, yeah. when they got beat by the Titans, 13-12. Um, then they knocked over, uh, what, the Storm, the Eagles and the Panthers, and here they are. Um, that bloke, again, Hasler, uh, he's just a freak. Um, he has got the uncanny knack of portraying something to the public that his players see completely different behind closed doors, and um, that's, that's that's an form. He's the best at it. Uh, he's the best at deflect, deflecting any type of um, dramas towards his players. He's the best at um, flying beneath, beneath the radar, even though he admits he never is. But mate, he just—he's got something as far as a coach goes that not too many have had before him, and um, it's—it's almost—it's almost fluky if you could say that word. But it's just unbelievable how they got there. I, I'm with you, Lewis. If—if if you said to me, even. Um, once they made the eight, would they go any further? I'd say no. Rule them out. They're gone. But they just find a way. Um, Pritchard coming back helped. Um, Reynolds finding a bit of form. James Graham, you know, in simulating form, and Josh Jackson in the match last week when probably he shouldn't have been playing because of the chicken win. So a lot of things have gone their way in the last three or four weeks, and you need things to go your way to win a competition.
1: We do exactly. hundred yeah. percent. And obviously, look at South, someone we thought was going to be their third time in the preliminary final. They got the job done in dominant fashion, down 12-0, 32 unanswered points, two late tries. You know, you can probably uh, give them a pat on the back for that. It was the 79th and 80th minute. They were stoked they're going to a GF. But probably the biggest thing for me leading into this now is the hooker position has become so influential in the modern game. Uh, you know, They're a massive part of the side. Michael Ennis, Isaac Luke, both kind of different styles of player but very important to their teams. We're facing down the prospect of two rookie hookers running around the two biggest forward packs in the biggest game of the year. Yeah, well... Unbelievable.
2: Oh, oh. Unbelievable. I I, I... I still wouldn't discount... Um, in I still wouldn't discount Ennis uh, uh, playing. I, I, you know, we spoke about the mind games and Mindigale and Desi and You know, depending on what, what, foot, what bone in the foot's fractured and, and et cetera, et cetera, they're very quick to come out with a... Um, press release uh, straight after the game, which was I thought was 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 bizarre. Um, usually that means that he's going to play because you know, they want to deflect a bit. But um, look, we, I could be wrong. But those hookers are. are, are, are if, if you have to say which which hooker was probably most important to their team, I would say in, in attack, uh, Isaac Luke is to the Rabbitohs, but say in defence. Yeah. Um, and as far as being on the team as a leader, Michael Ennis would be. Yeah, definitely. So, He's a tone massive, setter. Both massive losses. Yeah, massive tone setter
1: for their side. Uh, looking at the replacements, South is pretty straight up and down. Aposai Corosau uh, had a very good stint when he came in the middle of the year, so I don't think they lose as much. But on the Bulldogs' uh, flip side, you've got a few options here. They've got Damien Cook. He's played a couple NRL games, only one or two this year for the Dogs. He's a straight up and down nine. Moses and Bayer could plug in there. Uh, more a natural six or a center, and there was also talk they were thinking of playing Renny Mature there and trying to play a power game. I think that would be insane, but uh, if I'm Des Hasler, to be honest, I'd roll the dice, put Josh Reynolds at nine, put Moses in at six. Mm.
2: Yeah, I, I watched Reynolds in W half uh, once Ennis was off, and, and you boys know more than me, because you're, you're more in the game than I am at the moment, but uh, a lot of passes were going once you stood up, um, a lot of, and, and a couple of times Graham overran him, and I think you've got to have a pure number, number nine these days in the big games. Um Korsau, yes, yeah. So uh, look, while is an Isaac Luke, they you know, if Isaac Luke's a, an eight-and-a-half out of ten, well, cross probably a six. So, you know, they probably don't miss too much there. But young Crook, um, yeah, he's, he's unproven at this level a bit, and, and when the stakes are so high, um, you know, oh, I don't know what they'll do. I, 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 I wouldn't put... I don't think I'd, I'd weaken in one position to strengthen another. Um, and, yeah. you know, I, I suppose I'd go with uh, Mbaye M- M- uh, to try and... You know, he played a bit of hooker this year, I suppose, but he's a, he's a natural half of 5 A's. I I don't know. Maybe maybe it could be a biggest, a, the big, biggest selection of, uh, of grand final history, one of the biggest selections, and, and young Cook might get the number, not,
3: might get the spot. Um, Put James Graham
2: only one, there. Only one person James knows. One Put
3: James Graham there. He's got a good left to right and right to left. <laughs> <laughs> tell so you what, you, uh, you wouldn't lose anything defensively, but uh, yeah, I'd, I don't know. I'm one with the horses for courses, but I think their defensive structure will have to change a little bit. I don't think Moses and Bayer can defend in the nah. middle, especially against South. So That's why I look at
1: Cook or. You've got a Yeah, somebody.
3: Yeah, you've got to sort of shore that up a little bit. I'd, I'd maybe defend Reynolds in the middle and play uh, Cook and, and defend Cook on the edge, but. Um, and that'd also maybe, uh, influence Michael Maguire's, um, strategy. Uh, you know, from Des Hazler, I'm trying to get Michael Maguire to p- want to play to the edges because I-, I think South's play down the middle, they're just going to kill the dogs, uh, like okay. they have most sides. So, uh, I think if I'm Des Hazard, I'm going to play a little bit of, uh, mind games and, and tactically try and, Try and get McGuire to focus more on shifting the ball and, and hitting the edges rather than playing down the middle, which I, I think is their strength. But uh... don't, don't discover
2: the discovering either. is a bit of a uh, wild-card selection, either. Well, you know, if he can he's very very similar player to Reynolds, obviously a bit older, and um, you know. But I think if you put Reynolds at say number nine for for a bit, um, and maybe bring him to the tour at number nine, but have him on the, the third at once. Defensively, they're a lot stronger. Um, that would be their probably best defensive side if the Matua was on. Um, Moses and Dye and Young Crook, um, uh, as I said before, uh, uncharted waters for these two boys, which the Matua has walked the walk and talk-to-talk talk
1: at this level. Yeah, 100%. He probably hasn't had as much game time this year. He's had some small stints off the bench, and he played a couple of games at six, but uh, breaking it down in all other areas, I suppose you look at backs forwards, halves, and the bench. Uh, I'd have to lend the way of South if we're going to say right now who we think is going to win. I'm a bigger fan uh, of what's going on in their forward pack with the Burgess boys, obviously, Ben Teo, bringing that extra aggression in particular when he came off with Tommy the other night. Uh, the back line, I think they've got a lot more uh, going for them again. Orvar, Walker, Johnston, GI, uh, and the halves. I also give the benefit of the doubt. I-, I was harping on all year, and a few people gave me a bit of stick for it, that I really thought that John Sutton needed to move uh, out to make sure Kiri got in there to bring that little spark, and it's uh, paid dividends so far. But at the same time, um, you know, I've, I've written the dogs off all final series, and they just keep proving me wrong. So if they can drag me right. down into a dirty game, similar to what they did last time they played, I think Souths only won by two points. There, you know, they've got a very big chance, and I was that Luke is a massive out. I don't, um, I don't think he, the... he, he, he changed the game overnight. Um, after about
2: twenty minutes, we started running from dummy half and setting up play and. But I think it's going to be one of them double games. I think it's going to be a you know 16 all for. We're heading into the stretch, and I think uh, the Rabbitohs might get a late try then a field goal maybe from Keary or, or Young Reynolds. So I'm, I'm looking at around the, the 23-16 mark for the Rabbitohs, and I think uh, that bloke at the fullback, that bloke they call G.I., might be quite uh, judicial medalist.
3: I think uh, South will open a can of whoop-ass, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So what would you pick? Oh, big score 13-plus, you reckon? Yeah, I think they'll win 13-plus. 13-plus. Yeah, I just can't. I, I can't see the dogs. Without Ennis, if Ennis doesn't play, he's there. He's their man. He, he, he sparks them up. He uh, he drags yeah, the other I'm teams sure. in. He, he distracts the other team. Mate, if they miss him and South have the right game plan, they execute, they hold the footy, South will kill him. Yeah,
2: that, that's, yeah, that's you know that's obviously so, that's something that could happen. It's put it aside, I don't think the dogs will kill the Rabbitohs in the scoreline. Um no. I think if, they, if the dogs win, it'll be a close one. But if rabbiteaus, um, rabbiteaus are more capable of a, of a big scoreline. But how intriguing! Um, you know, I, I wish I was going to the game. I unfortunately had my beautiful wife's birthday on Sunday, so um, I'll be. Home a plethora of beers and a plethora of frick and uh, watching the big game well, actually all day. It's, it starts at about 12 o'clock I think, so Stop it. 20s and then the, interesting to see the, um, the Queensland Cup versus New South Wales Cup see
3: how the uh, Penny Panthers go on that, and then bring on the big one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I can't wait. We, uh, we've we got tickets but we're not sure whether we're going to go. So. Uh, oh. just, just because we're not a massive fan of South or the Dogs. Sorry, <laughs> South and Dogs fans, but um, it's a bit of a yawn fest. If I, if I did go, it'd be my 15th grand final in a row, so maybe for sentimental value, I, I might have to get a... Yeah, you got to go, brother. you
2: gotta, you got to go. you got to find a flag for us Westies. Yeah, well, <laughs> if we go initial,
1: you've said 23 16 South and GI, uh, obviously to get me out of the match?
3: Yep. Yeah, Brock, what do you got? I'll say uh, 30 to 12 South.
1: Yeah, and who's your Clive Churchill.
3: Jesus, that's difficult. I think Sam Burgess. Yeah, well, I'm probably
1: going to go something similar. I reckon probably 30 to 10 or 30, 16 if they had a bit of a late surge. But I, I don't know. I just don't see the points. And as long as South stay out of uh, the niggle, I think they'll get the win. And I'm with you, Sammy Burgess, probably. But a dark horse, Dylan Walker. I think he can have a big day. Yep. Yeah, great player. $21 on SportingBet.com. Good odds. Good time. <laughs> yeah. well,
3: obviously, it's a it's a it's it's an award that traditionally goes to Harz and Hookers. So... Uh, right. you, wouldn't go, you wouldn't go wrong having a double on all the halves and hookers uh, if you're
2: 1991 it you goes to someone near past you're in losing team come yeah. on come it on. That a couple of years ago too didn't it when the Roosters won and we went to Cherry Evans yeah. last year was that last year Cherry Evans got me on the match you're in a losing team
1: yeah he had a blinder
2: yeah should never happen but
1: <laughs> if, if, if you're that good of the game you should have made your team win Snap! Stop MJ's it. MJ's calling That's him out. Him. <laughs> Brad Clyde, wherever you are, son. MJ wants to fight. Cherry,
3: yeah. <laughs> Cherry Evans. Cherry is in a bunker sucking his thumb after what's happened in the last bloody three months. Yeah, mate, okay. I'm
2: feeling for him a bit. He's, he's obviously in the middle of some something going down at Manly that everyone keeps denying. But um, he's uh, feeling the pain, the young fellow, and I had to had to get himself out of it because he's a quality bloke and a quality
1: player. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. fast five in the grand final preview with the man himself from the West, MJ. Thanks a lot for coming on, buddy.
2: I've, been, I've really uh, enjoyed the year, enjoyed your, uh, your podcast. Uh, they're getting bigger and better, and uh, hope for bigger and better things next year, eh? And uh, to everyone
1: listening to this, I uh, hope you go well on Sunday. Don't get too drunk, and uh, enjoy a long
2: weekend. Good times, mate.
1: Speak to you soon. Happy days. A big thanks for MG for coming on this year. We might get him back on uh, at our season review show just to get his top eight, which we got at the start of the year, but you know you can catch him. Triple M, six to nine weekdays, 104.9, the grill team. But we've done our fast five, we've done our grand final preview with the big man. We're going to jump in now to our sportingbet.com odds. There is no better bet than a sporting bet. And we kick things off. Uh, I suppose we'll work our way up the under 20s. The New Zealand Warriors are a fifty-three. the Broncos two fifty a dollars 90 for minus four and a half. How do you see this one going after what we watched in the weekend?
3: South will win comfortably.
1: I'm not talking about NRL, I'm talking about
3: the 20s. The 20s. <laughs> Warriors win comfortably.
1: Yep, I think the Warriors. I'm probably with you there. Um, uh, you know, Broncos surprised me, they did finish higher, but New Zealand got back a few players. We've got the state championship, the new concept this year. Northern Pride winning the Queensland Cup, Penrith winning the New South Wales Cup. They are massively short. They are a dollar eighteen, Pride four ninety five. The line a massive minus thirteen and a half. Yep,
3: Penrith win comfortably.
1: Penrith win comfortably. And we go to the NRL game, we've got Souths a dollar thirty five. The dogs three dollars thirty one to twelve, uh, you got three dollars for South, four fifteen for the doggies if you like it that way. I think it was something really, really short, like two twenty or two ten, as far as thirteen plus for South goes. And uh, looking at some try scorers, I reckon some good value, someone like Josh Jackson, if he was to jag one earlier, back row I'll try. Thirty four bucks, Laffey fifteen, Alex Johnson seven dollars, GI nine, Lottie nine, all those guys. Very capable of getting over the line first. And the Clive Churchill Burgess is the favourite, $4.50. GI, $5.50. Uh, if you like a couple of the Doggies players, Grahams, $9.00. Hodkinson, lost a lot of games this year, $15.00. But two outsiders that I like. Uh, Josh Jackson, he's 26 And Dylan Walker's $21.00. Any thoughts on any of those? You're going to have a crack at your It's lottery.
3: Absolute lottery. But it's as I said with MG, it's more uh, an award that gets given to halves and, and hookers, similar to Daly M. so... Uh, and fullbacks, obviously, obviously.
1: Yeah, well, if you like the value there, Hodkinson, he was about 15. I think Q is around similar coin. The shortest half was Adam Reynolds. I'm pretty sure he was $9. Yeah.
3: So
1: uh, that's all your betting odds for the game this week. And remember, if you want to have a punt on the NRL or any sport, there is no better bet than SportingBet.com. And we thank them for the free bets this year with we'll the Pick the Score competitions as well as allowing us to do charity bets, uh, which at the end of the year, all the money raised will go to a very worthy charity. But for now, we head into Mr. Gossip. Now it's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. Well, unfortunately, it may be the big grand final week, but Brock is gone again. He's off at a rep trial, and even Mr. Gossip is not here. He has his anniversary with Mrs. Gossip. So Lewis left Stag and Solo. I do have all his gossip. Uh, obviously, won't go into too much detail talking to myself unless you want me to try and impersonate Brock and Mr. Gossip. But we'll jump straight in right now. The first bit in his mailbag that Mr. Gossip has sent to us, Adam Reynolds, uh, we've all heard, that obviously there's been no offer. There's been plenty of talk. that They will start negotiations and talk with him, but Mr. Gossip has received mail that he has no offer and will leave South at the end of next season. So massive call, massive decision. Um, if he had a big game this weekend, I suppose that might turn the tide but they've got Luke Keary there, obviously, who they're, they're pretty big on. They've got Cody Walker coming again next year from Melbourne, who's got big wraps on him. And they've still got John Sutton tied up for another three years. So, if that's the way they're heading, uh, there's plenty of clubs, Cronulla, Canberra, etc., that could use a good halfback. And Reynolds is certainly a stable one at that. So, let's see how that one plays out with South and Adam Reynolds. Russell Packer, he's been on all our lips. Uh, the Panthers, obviously was said to have signed him. They've come out and denied that vigorously. Uh, you know, that's that's not a done deal. There's no two-year deal. They will not be signing Russell Packer. The Dragons, the team who need big boppers more than anybody. Now the favourites. It's said that Packer will be heading to the Dragons as long as he gets clearance from the NRL. Uh, another deal was Anthony Wattmau, Parramatta. We've all heard things. Some people got a bit agitated the first time when gossip said that uh, that was going to happen. Uh, we've seen before, obviously. Players Jamal Idris, Ben Barber, people deny they're going to be leaving, and then when the season ends, that has been the case, and that is what he is saying right here. Anthony Wattmau will announce his deal with the Eels after the Grand Final is over. So look for that one a couple of days after the Grand Final an announcement of Anthony Wattmau heading to the Parramatta Eels. But of speaking of players looking to get releases, Josh Morris, oh, sorry Brett Morris from the Dragons, was looking to get a release apparently to go play for the Bulldogs as early as next year. Uh, the Dragons have denied that. They will make him see out his contract. He will be a Dragon in 2015. Uh, interesting to see if they budge on that at all or his management works work magic. But for now, the Dragons standing tall saying, no, you will not be leaving next year. You will finish 2015. Uh, some news from a couple of weeks ago, but the official deal gone through today is Brad Tackering to the Tigers. We obviously heard it, but the, the, the official paperwork has now been launched. It is confirmed. Brad Tackering. To the Tigers, interesting to see, uh, you know, the thoughts from the new coach. That was our next point. Jason Taylor, obviously, been appointed the new coach of the West Tigers for three years. Um, this obviously wouldn't have been under his control. They're looking for a coach at the time, so if this is a good move for Brad Tackarini or not, uh, it remains to be seen whether Jason Taylor is keen on him. And he was uh, pretty sought after by the Titans, but they weren't willing to offer the money. Obviously, the Sharks were in there as well, but he steered clear of them. Mainly a trio of signings. We all know they love a dollar dazzler or trying to get some value uh, out of some good players, and they've done it before. Josh Starling, Brent Lawrence, etc., etc. Plenty of guys. Uh, Blake Leary, obviously everyone heard that one a couple of weeks ago. Once again, official paperwork all done from the Northern Pride. Uh, he's been up there link, uh, in the Cowboys system. He'll be coming to Manly. Braden Williame played some first grade for Parramatta, moved to Newcastle this year, had a good year playing in the Senators for the New South Wales Cup team. He will also be going to Manly. And Zane Tedavana, another Newcastle player. Obviously uh, in trouble with the law this year. Released, not heading back there. He is now heading to Manly. So a couple of forwards and uh, a wing centre there for Manly, adding to their squad depth next year. A couple of young blokes. Hopefully they can continue to squeeze uh, the best out of some players who haven't done too well. The Broncos also announced some signing news. Benny Hunt, we've all heard, has uh, received up to a three-year deal. They're talking around the $1.2 million mark. Uh, Very smart, considering the first word was that Wayne Bennett was not keen on keeping Ben Hunt, but obviously that is not the case. Ben Hunt has been re-signing Corey Oates. His deal, uh, not so much uh, the details have come out, but Corey Oates will re-sign with the Broncos. Probably smart retention, been in the system now for two years. The bloke's only 20, good player of the future in the back row or the centres there for the Brisbane Broncos. And the last bit of gossip we've got here, one for the Newcastle fans and the Bulldogs fans. A lot uh, said about this, the three Matty brothers. Their manager has gone and got them to sign with the Bulldogs for 2016. Uh, We're speaking package deal, different amounts for each, but they're talking up to $1.8 million over three years for young Shioni, the superstar who scored seven tries in seven games. But uh, apparently they've gone into Matt Gidley, said they're distraught, Uh, they regret the decision, and Matt Gidley's obviously informed them that uh, they've got until 2015 next year, round 13, to make a counter offer, as has been the case in the past with Josh Papali and other players. Uh, not signing with clubs who they've agreed to terms with before that deadline. And Mac Gidley said they've had a bit of trouble communicating with his manager, but they're confident they can get a deal done. So I'm sure all you Newcastle fans out there really, really want to see Sione, Chanel and Pat all stay at Newcastle and not go to the Bulldogs. That would be pretty tragic to lose three kids that they've brought up. And uh, that brings us to the end of all the gossip we've got on the eve of grand final week. We've got our tips now. So for the under-20s, the New South Wales Cup versus Q Cup state final and the NRL grand final, the big daddy, uh, Brock, he's gone the Warriors in the 20s. I've also gone the Warriors in the 20s And Gossip. He's gone the Broncos. In the state cup final, we have all taken the Panthers to beat the Northern Pride, the Cowboys feeder. And in their main game, I have gone South Sydney. Brock also South Sydney. Mr. Gossip is riding the wave of momentum of the Bulldogs. He is tipping... The $3.30 upset on SportingBet.com. Pretty good odds there if you do think that the Bulldogs can get the job done. But that's all the gossip. Sorry you had to listen to me solo. There's all our tips. The grand final is upon us. It's been a hell of a year. Souths have a chance to finally end the 43-year drought, and Des Hasler is in his fifth grand final in eight seasons. Just an absolute freakish effort, and you never would have thought... Week one, seventh place after losing to the Titans in the last round, that you would see the Bulldogs in the jail. But they are there, they are forced to be reckoned with, and I'm sure they will throw the kitchen sink at South Sydney. But to wrap things up, guys, if you want to get in contact with us, you can get us on Twitter at Fifth and Last. That's the letter N, not the word and. The email is Fifth and Last Podcast at Hotmail.com. And on Facebook, head up to the search bar and type in 5th and last NRL podcast. I said it before, if you're on Podomatic, you need to move over to Audio Audioboom, www.audioboom.com. And also, if you haven't resubscribed on iTunes since we made the transition, unsubscribe on your old feed, type in the 5th and last NRL podcast, re-subscribe to the new feed, which is coming from www.audioboom.com, our new hosts of the podcast. But things come to a head this weekend. Next week, the rundown we will have a grand final review, and then we will be doing our fifth award show. So our player of the year, team of the year, uh, super sub, all those kind of awards, similar to what we did last year. And the week after that will be our final episode. It will be a, probably a two-part or either one, two-hour podcast season reviews for all the teams. So unfortunately, it's that time of the year. The footy's almost over. The sadness is kicking in, but let's hope the three games this weekend, in particular the main game, the NRL grand final dishes up, An absolute cracker for the ages. But for now, guys, enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league.
0: Bring it on! Give us more! Give us more! Where are you going? What's going on here? Is that it? Is that it?